This is an ABC podcast. Pacific Mornings. Today is World Cancer Day. And while cancer doesn't discriminate, in the Pacific it has devastating effects. This is often due to a lack of services and information about the disease. In Papua New Guinea, the only radiotherapy machine hasn't been used in three years. In Samoa, cancer is the second highest killer. And in Fiji, according to their Ministry of Health, cervix cancer is the number one cancer among Fijian women. Dr Nicola Fitzgerald is an Australian gynaecologist who trained in Fiji and after seeing the horrible effects of untreated cervix cancer amongst the women there, she started the Pacific Island Cervical Screening Initiative and she joins me now to chat about this initiative. Good morning, Dr Fitzgerald. Good morning, Talia. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Now, tell me a bit about what got you interested in starting the Pacific Island Cervical Screening Initiative. I guess throughout my career, I've done a little bit of work in a few of the different Pacific Islands, as well as doing most of my training in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And the thing that has made me the most sad about working in the Pacific is looking after women with advanced cervix cancer. What what was it about it that was so saddening? For me, I found it really quite heartbreaking that the women were young. Mostly they have small children and large families. And because of how busy they were, they usually came to see us with quite advanced disease. And most of them were unable to be treated by the time they'd come for medical care. Mm. And myself and the teams that I've been working with always found it just so sad to to tell them that there was nothing that we could do for them. Mm. So what did you do knowing this? What was the next step in going, maybe I can do something to help? Well, I guess the next thing that I was involved in was a volunteer medical group that sent myself and a group of volunteers out to a small island in Vanuatu called Umbai. And we went out there to do some cervix cancer screening. And the way that we started doing it was the way that it's been done in Australia. So a test called a pap smear. Mm -hmm. The problem with pap smears is that the test needs to be looked at by a specialist doctor. And of course, there were no, no doctors in Umbai, um, let alone a specialist pathologist who can do the pap smear readings for us. Mm. So by the time we sent the pap smear test back to Australia and got the results back to Umbai, we weren't able to locate a lot of the women. Well, they didn't answer their phones or we weren't able to find them. And even if we did find them, the women who had abnormal results, they needed to pay $40 to, to get a boat to another island to have treatment. Mm. And most of those women didn't have that kind of money either. I found it so frustrating that we weren't able to look after these women properly. Mm. And after that, I thought, well, you know what? There needs to be a better test. We need to be able to test people on the spot and treat the women on the same day so that they can go home and not need follow-up. So so that's where the idea came from. (laughs) Yeah. So what does that involve? As a woman who's had a pap smear, and it is not a fun process at the best of times, especially if you're having to wait. So what was the process of what you do? So the new test that we've that we've introduced as part of this screening program is an, is similar to a pap smear for the women. Unfortunately, it's taking a, a sample from the cervix still. So sorry, ladies, we still yep. need to do a pelvic exam. <laughs> um, but we're able to use a machine that tests for a virus called human papillomavirus. And human papillomavirus, or HPV, is the virus that causes cervix cancer. Mm. And so women who've got cancer or who have pre-cancer changes on the cervix will test positive for human papillomavirus on our little machine. Mm. 
So what we thought we'd do was to take this machine that gives us our results in one hour and a group of volunteers and a bus that's been converted into a little clinic and then we would go around in to the rural areas in Fiji and to screen women and treat them on the same day. Mm. So that's what we've done as part of the um, Pixie project. And what was the reaction from these Fijian women who went along to your service? Overwhelmingly, the response has been really positive. The women have been so lovely and enthusiastic. We've screened about, on average, about 80 women a day each time we've gone out to to participate in the project and our feedback has been really, really positive, which is lovely. Mm. And so when's the last time that you ran one of these services? Because surely it would be quite costly to do an endeavour like this. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, it's a bit more expensive than we would like, Mm. but definitely we think it's worth it. We've run the Pixie project over the last two years and we've run it in the western part of Fiji. And I've taken a group of about 40 volunteers from Australia and New Zealand and as well as the Pacific Islands, and we've run the project over a week. So we've tried to really screen as many women as possible. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we're really trying to do is to collect a lot of data and to make sure that we're also doing the right thing for the women, making sure that the treatment is safe. Mm-hmm. So there's a small a small part of the project is research as well. Mm-hmm. So if they do return a positive test for HPV, what are the next steps? Do you guide the women through that process as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. So... The next thing that we're able to do is if the women test positive, because we've invited them to wait for their results and they only take an hour, Mm. ideally the women are still there so we can go on it and further investigate and treat them on the same day if we need to. The next step is to have a better look at the cervix with kind of a microscope, which is a procedure called colposcopy. And if it looks like they've got abnormal cells on their cervix, then we offer to to treat those cells, which is a really small procedure where we remove the cells from the cervix. Mm. And when it comes to health outcomes, what's the difference between, you know, when you saw these young women with their families come to you with advanced stages of cervical cancer versus, you know, catching HPV early and HPV often leads to cervical cancer? Like what is the difference in those two being able to be there and prevent it from developing to cervical cancer? Oh, it's, a, it's an absolutely huge and life, life-changing life difference um, because the treatment for um, the pre-cancer changes is really small. We just do a small procedure. We don't even need to use a general anaesthetic, so they don't need to be in a hospital. And they go home on the same day and they can just go about their lives. Um, 95% of women will be completely treated by this procedure, whereas women who come to see us with advanced cervix cancer, the majority of the time will unfortunately die from it. Mm. Um, so... If we can um, if we can treat women before they develop cancer, it's a huge um, huge benefit for them. Mm. It just makes listening to you. It makes me realise what a position of privilege I've been here in Australia as someone who would put off a Pap smear test because it is uncomfortable and you're just like, oh, I'm going to have to go in there and do all this thing. But for a lot of women across the Pacific, it's not as easily available, and yet they're so close to us here in Australia. It seems like there's a real, um, it's it's a very disparative case that you know a service that. I put off in Australia is something that women in the Pacific so desperately need. It just seems really quite unfair. Yes, absolutely. And there's definitely a huge resource difference between Australia and most of the Pacific Islands. Mm. And so one of the things we were hoping to do was to um, see if we could encourage some of the Pacific Island governments to develop a cervix cancer screening program in their country, because really in Australia, we've been able to almost completely eradicate cervix cancer with our screening programs. Mm. 
Yeah, and so um, Dr Nicola Fitzgerald, if people want to learn more about the Pacific Island Cervical Screening Initiative, where can they go? Uh, We would love people to get involved Mm. or become a bit more informed. We'd love you to visit our website, which is pixie.org, so P-I-C-C-S-I.org, or on our social media pages would be lovely. Excellent. Well, Dr Nicola Fitzgerald, thank you so much for joining Pacific Mornings. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That was Dr Nicola Fitzgerald there. She is an Australian gynaecologist um, who has worked across the Pacific and she started the Pacific Island Cervical Screening Initiative. It sounds like a really great initiative, obviously. Prevent, well, not preventing cervical, well, yes, because if you're catching um, HPV early, it could go on to prevent cervical cancer. If you want more information about the that initiative, like, like she said, you can go visit at their website, which is www.piccsi.org. That's piccsi.org. Or you can also visit their social media pages. Definitely important work to talk about on today, February 4th, which is World Cancer Day. The ABC's expanded FM network now reaches five major centres in Papua New Guinea. On 101.9 FM. You can now hear us in Port Moresby, Ley, Mount Hagen, Garoka and Arawa Bougainville. On 101.9 FM. Keep up to date with regional and international affairs, sports, lifestyle, cultural and environmental stories. ABC Radio Australia on 101.9 FM across PNG.